Good morning, and welcome to FRL. Sorry, I'm not doing the intro. I'm, I'm not I'm not doing it. That, that would be stolen valor on my part because there is no Christian Piles today. I am JD Raider, joined by David Bray and Ben Askren via satellite. Ben, how are things in Wisconsin? Uh, everything's good. I can't believe you didn't attempt the intro. Whoa, what's going on, everybody? There it is. There it is. We got one in, but I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. That would be stolen valor. On my part. Oh, we, oh man. I, okay. I tried it when you had fled the country, and it was uh, I didn't, I, not that great. Yeah, yeah. Not that great. Yeah. I didn't do it that great. <laughs> nope. So uh, I'm not even tossing my hat in the ring. We do have some news to get to today, some transfer news. Then we've got uh, a bunch of questions we didn't get to yesterday, a couple of voicemails, and then a very special guest at the end of the show we talked about yesterday, oh, yeah. Anthony Robles, is going to come on the show, talk a little bit about doing a bunch of pull-ups. Heck yeah. Absolutely. In the Bahamas, pet course in the Bahamas? What the hell was that? I didn't see that. All right. Yeah, that was a um, an article I read yesterday on Intermat. He's uh, He's got some finance internship. Apparently, it's in the Bahamas, which explains why he didn't do world team trials. Um, he's going to take over Wall Street, apparently, when he's done competing, which he says he plans to compete through the 2024 Olympics. He also said he plans on coming back next year at 125, which is pretty notable. Yeah, yeah big time. Uh, Princeton got a new dietitian, apparently, that he plans is, to help him with. Real? Yes. <laughs> That's funny. It was in the article. He, nice. he literally said, like, no, it will be tough. <laughs> yeah. But basically, RBY Dayton or a Spencer Lee with potential yeah. health problems i think he go 125 yeah i mean he he made the finals this year and that was like two weeks after getting pretty much wrecked by Vito. he beat him again (laughs) um you know i let's see what's his what's his record like with uh with spencer lee i I know i remember they met the the first time um it was like he got tech, but everybody was like, wow, that was the most impressive version of somebody getting tech. <laughs> then they I met at Midlands that. and it was 12 to 6. But I mean, that was way back in 2018. We haven't seen him wrestle. I feel like they in... wrestled one other time since then. Am I, am I misremembering this? On WrestleStat, I'm just seeing those two. And they were. I don't think yeah, so. They were supposed to. Remember, they were supposed to this season. And then there was the whole neither guy weigh in thing. Was yeah. somebody ducking? Did Chloe miss weight? Corona year, uh, Princeton didn't compete, so there was that also. Yeah. So we haven't, man, we saw him twice within a six week period of time in, in 2018, and then we haven't seen them wrestle in four years since then. So, so they didn't wrestle in 2020 at all? That was the year I was thinking. Mm-mm. No, okay. Interesting. I, um, I might be. And Gloria was undefeated in 2020. I forgot that. I might be misremembering, but I've, feel like I heard the Iowa-Princeton deal might be up, so they might not even duel next year. But oh, I think they I think they both said that they wanted to continue, though. Okay. Uh, Let's make it happen. I'm I'm obviously all for it, but there's a chance that they, they don't duel. I think. I'm, I might be misremembering that, but I feel like I heard that. Got it. I mean, that's, yeah, that seems like that's where he needs to go. I mean, if he wants to – have his best shot at winning a title. I think that's that's where he goes. He's been in the finals Green. once. It's a good move. 
He only has one year of eligibility. Everyone's eligibility is messed up, but let's see. So he wrestled, wrestled, didn't wrestle, Corona year. He would actually have two years left, guys. Yeah. Because he yeah. well, but then he would have to transfer because uh, Ivy League going to grad school. Yeah, because he had he took sixth place as a freshman. Um, then the following year was the year they didn't compete at nationals. Then they didn't wrestle that following year, and then took second. Yeah, man, that's really too bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> only, uh, they got to figure something well, out with well, that. Well, he might not if he didn't go to school that year. Well, he's he's oh, already been in school for but three. This years, is his fourth year. This is his fourth year coming up. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he'd probably have to transfer. It's almost impossible to know how many years people have left, in, regardless of their situation. Yeah, correct. Yeah, so. well, almost impossible. It's annoying. Also, in 125 News, Taylor Lamont announced he's going to Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah I saw that. I thought someone said he was going up to 133. I, that, well, there's think. talk now because they have Barnett at 125. Lamont did compete that one year at 133. Yeah. So, it, it wouldn't they, be they shocking. They do have Berwick at 133, but he didn't really have a great year last year. Yeah, I feel like Lamont would definitely be the favorite to win the spot there. Yeah. 133 would... for Lamont is, I mean, he has been much less effective at oh 133 than, than he was at 125. Um, so, you know, when I first hear the idea of him at 33, uh, it makes me a little bit nervous just because he hasn't, he hasn't performed really that well. Up at that weight, um, he was 14 and seven against Division One competition in that year that he wrestled 133. Uh, was a national qualifier. He did beat Montori Bridges. That's a good win. But um, mm-hmm. his losses in that season were not great. I mean, he lost to Reese Whitcraft, Moshe Schwartz, Todd Small, Noah Gonzer, and Jax Kudlarzik. Um So also lost to Ridge Lovett, Seth Gross. Those aren't bad losses, but. Um, I don't know, you know, but then, I mean, you look at Wisconsin, historically, they've had pretty good success with transfers uh, and and guys moving up in weight. So maybe that, you know, maybe those those factors balance each other out. But it's definitely a very interesting pickup for the, for the Badgers. Uh, so Barnett does have a red shirt, too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so he could go 125 this year and Barnett could red shirt. But if they do that, I don't really... I don't really know what the value add is. I mean, it's it's. I guess it's just an extra year. year. Yeah, it's just yeah. an extra year of having similar productivity at 125. But well, what you really want similar. Seems like... big, I mean, the other thing you got to factor in there, Bray, is that you get rid of. I mean, if you're uh, if you're looking for in Eric Barnett's favor, then you get rid of. Essentially, uh, has gone. Patrick Glory maybe he's gone after this year, so you okay. get rid of like certain people. Yeah, that's true. All right, so yeah, maybe that's the play. Maybe it's like maybe it's a Barnett focused transfer. I guess when when I see when I think about transfer tracker, often what I'm I don't know what comes to mind for me is lineup strength yeah. and just like you know how do I get our team up further on the you know on the on the mm-hmm. on the list like where how do I get them to finish finish higher? So um, yeah. that's why I, I would suspect they're going to probably try to get them both in. But you never know. I mean, it's a good point about Barnett. If you can put him in a more realistic position to win a title. In two years, maybe that's worth it. Yeah, I mean, because Vito's moving up, he said. Um, Glory's gone. Stencil Lee's going to be gone. DRC is going to be gone. Well, Courtney, Courtney will be gone after next year, too, right? Yes. Yeah. This, this is us. So, I mean, you're going to get rid of a lot of people next year, so that could be highly beneficial. Okay. Yeah. It, it, I didn't notice this at first, um, 
about Lance Howard, just put it up on the screen. It is interesting. He said he met with the University of Iowa uh, as well. He said he met with Iowa, Iowa State, and Cal Poly. Well, so obviously about going up. Yeah, I mean, you would think because yeah. Spencer Lee is coming back at 125 next year. Yeah. I would assume. Yeah, he, so he's, de- he's definitely moving up then. Yeah. He's, he's going to have some insight about the, the, the question of Wolverines versus Badgers. What animal is tougher? Because <laughs> that's uh, that's, that's a big question. Has uh, no one ever put a Wolverine and a Badger in a cage together and saw what happened? Uh, that has to have happened. Yeah. Has to, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the kind of video that gets shadow banned, I think, though. <laughs> <sighs> that's too funny. I think I might have been shadow banned a little bit, guys. Really? Yeah, because I was a steady, um, I was gaining like 3,000-ish followers a month. Um, and then all of a sudden, last month, I jumped to 6,000 on Twitter, obviously. And then uh, now I'm already at 4,500. So it's like, I don't. I definitely didn't do anything different. Actually, I'm not even tweeting that much recently. And my it jumped big time. So uh, maybe there's a little shadow banning going on. Elon bought it. It kind of brought it to light. Yeah, probably because of that. Probably because you were you were hunting down those gophers. I bet that's what it did. <laughs> I saw a big old fat one yesterday run across, and I, I tried to chase it with my gator, and I, I couldn't get it. Um, but now I got to set up a bunch more traps. Damn it! <laughs> smoke them out. Yeah, smoke them out. Uh, no, that never worked. That didn't work at all. Actually, the trapping was what what ended up working. Trapping was good. Shooting Keegan O'Toole can't shoot a damn gopher to save his life. <laughs> they're they're fast little creatures. You gotta get AJ no, you couldn't Ferrari even get them out of their house. You couldn't get them to come out. The smoking thing didn't work. Try try having AJ Ferrari bring his arsenal out there and see what he can do. Well, I mean, I, AJ Ferrari couldn't use the arsenal unless he could get him to come out of the, the hole. Hey, That's someone true. told me that AJ Ferrari was not enrolled in Oklahoma State second semester last year. Is that true or false? I have no idea, but... Did I mean, he, he, didn't he get in the accident like January? Or was it December? No, it was. It was. Uh, it was twenty nine. It was twenty twenty. It was twenty twenty one. I think it's. Wow. I think it's twenty twenty two. I think it was twenty twenty two when it happened. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, would that affect his eligibility somehow if he was not enrolled, or he maybe have to do summer classes or something? Uh, might have paused it if you're not enrolled in school. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how all the eligibility rules. Rumors everywhere. Yeah. Uh, not rumors and more transfer news. Michael Kimmer is going to Spartan Combat RTC Cornell to compete, be an athlete and a coach. I thought this was. Um, I thought I didn't think Kimmer was going to wrestle, and then this also brings me to then. Uh, listen, so I might be getting paid by the haters to talk about this, but I also maybe not. Um, does Hawkeye Wrestling Club want any wrestlers? Because Kemmer seems like a good guy to keep around. The only I, I, who who they have on the roster, Lugo's the only active one. Marinelli's going to wrestle in street league, but he's not competing in any real freestyle matches. Like, what's going on? I don't know. I, you got wrong person. You got to imagine there's a lot of eggs in the Spencer Lee basket. Um, That's yeah, the only one guy. Yeah, like, you would have thought. Well, I, wrestle like Ironman. Who? I think Ironman will. Ironman's coming off pretty serious injury though, right? At the end of the yeah. season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's going to need a little bit of time. DeSanto is going to compete, but I don't know why he didn't compete in this year's trials process. There are a lot. This was a very strange year in terms of people competing in the open and the trials process. I mean, there were a bunch of weight classes, both 
men's and women's that could have been way, way better than they were. I mean, look, look at yeah. 57 kilos. It was, I mean, we have a, a good final X matchup with Gilman and Vito, but think about the guys we didn't see at the trials. Camacho was in the trials finals. No Spencer Lee, obviously he's still getting over injury. Pat Glory's yeah. in the Bahamas. Um, we got Suriano doing God knows what, God knows where, and he's so he's out. Like that weight could have been really good. Instead, just it's it's kind of a shell. Women's 53 kilos is one of our like deeper weights domestically. We had four people in that weight in the trial. So I don't know if it's, it's I, I do wild, think it's huh? I do think it's a Hawkeye wrestling club issue, but I think it's it's broader than that also. Well, I think the answer for 53 is proportion to the amount of women that size, like a lot more women are below the lightest weight class than there are men below 57. Yeah. But that's the second lightest weight class, 53. Yeah, yeah, 50. Like, so anyway, I don't know. This It just seems like we have a lot more depth at a bunch of these weights where we're not seeing them compete. But I, back to Kemmer, I thought I had – I mean, I thought the the story on him for for a couple of years was that he was not going to have a real serious, like, you know, full commitment to senior-level wrestling. So if that's true, then I think this maybe makes sense for, for all parties a little bit in that – I think Spartan combat needs to keep bigger guys around for Dake, right? Dake needs training partners. And it, even if Kemmer's not going to, not going to make like a serious effort to make an Olympic team, having that guy around for Dake makes a ton of sense. And if you're the Hawkeye wrestling club and you're trying to reinvent yourself, maybe you don't want a guy that's a little bit of a part-timer, you know? And I mean, do you think Spartans bring him in to be a part-timer? Because it didn't say he's going to be do have any coaching duties. Yes. Yeah, he is. He'll be he'll be an oh, assistant coach. Say. Yes. Yep. Okay, I must have missed that. Um, yeah, I feel like he's a good guy to have around healthy because it kind of fills out their roster. Yeah, for Iowa, it's like, uh, are they get you know they have one? Are they going to get more? We thought they were going to get more guys from the senior class on their roster, and you know they have. We said Jaden, but Jaden hasn't been like been like. Oh, announced! I'm gonna wrestle in this or that or whatever. I'm just waiting to get healthy, type of thing. DeSanto, I don't think I've seen anything out of DeSanto either. Right? Have, have I, did I miss it? He said he was gonna wrestle, continue to compete after NCAs, but since then, okay. yeah, I don't know what he's been doing. Okay. So good pickup for Spartan, and uh, yeah, you have it on the list. That <laughs> this is like the most random thing ever when you when. I saw it announced Marinelli versus Richie Lewis. I was like, wait, what, what is going on right now? <laughs> that's what in the world is happening? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They're, they're putting together some cards and that's the headliner for the next one. That's so confusing. Yeah. On so many levels. Is it freestyle? Is it folk style? I don't know what's going on. Does Richie Lewis even wrestle? I'm not sure. I thought he was fighting. I think he just fights. Yeah. And he's guaranteed to be UFC champion because he went to Iowa central. So, <laughs> uh, that's funny. He Richie Lewis needs this match to be freestyle. He really needs this to be oh, freestyle. Yeah. Like folk style is not. I would not assume good. it would be. Yeah. And Marinella would be a heavy favorite, but Richie Lewis does have that dog in him. He's a U twenty three world champ. I mean, yeah. Freestyle wise, I, you know, he's he's got better wins than Marinelli in freestyle. Richie Lewis just fought, actually, guys. Isn't he undefeated? He May six, he's three and zero. He fought May six. Like I said, what kind of fight are we talking? Is it like a a, a fight it was that low looks level. like was... the, the other guy? I'm just looking at the other guy was one and one. Okay, all right. So very very low level, but I, you kind of got to do the low level thing. Like 
Um, I saw people picking on Bo Nickel because this guy looked like a roofer. It's like, dude, that, that's where you got to start. They don't let you sure. fight the good people right away. It'd be nice if you could, but they don't let you do that. You know, if you could uh, enter a tournament or something and then you'll face some of the better guys. But they let Pico do it. Yeah, that didn't turn out so good. Yeah. Pico, I mean, but yeah, they did, they did let Pico do it. It didn't turn out that well. But even that wasn't like um, the guy was, he was, uh, what's the word for it? He was a veteran and he was pretty solid, but it's not like he was ranked number three in the division. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he was, he fought much better than like Richie Lewis or that, or I fought or Bo Nickel, but it also wasn't like he was jumping to the top of the division. His guy was, uh, yeah, was, what was his record? His record's nine and three. So he, he was solid, but not great. What, what, what was your, uh, so obviously you say you started with, guys that weren't that good what were the events and the the promotions and the venues like because man I've seen i promoted some... the first two i did you just did it yourself where was it in columbia missouri because i couldn't find anyone to book me but was it what in like a barn or was it in a parking lot or what barn uh no it was a, a ballroom at a uh uh i don't remember it was a hotel i don't recall which okay. hotel it was um yeah and then Ty- tyron woodley and i actually made our professional debuts the same day he had previously had amateur fights because professional fighting was not allowed in missouri at the time um but that's crazy to think about right that's crazy professional mixed martial arts was outlawed until 2009 in the state of missouri so uh yeah we made our debuts on the same day man crazy hey crazy, we got right? some info in the chat from danny saying spencer lee said on twitch that DeSanto is healthy and training all right there we go she's not competing Pays to watch Spencer Lee play video games on Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> For real. All right. Last bit of transfer news um, from yesterday. Brandon Meredith uh, announced he's going to South Dakota State, completing the Berge transfer swap. I <laughs> do. I died laughing. And Christian, <laughs> Christian tweeted, um, and the old player to be named Blazer thing. Like, I yeah. died laughing because – it's probably not true, but it's kind of funny because it kind of feels like it's true. There is a, like a decent chance that started a relationship. Um, yeah. And... What if What if Damian Hahn was like, "All right, Bergie, you can do this, but I need you as a spy and a plant, and you oh. got to bring back whoever you can." Yeah. You got Brandon Meredith, so maybe it's just the first domino to fall. What if like Carter Strachey <laughs> transfers next? That I would lose my Who mind. Feel RBY. Dude, what if what if you could taste me five times on air if Carter Starachi transfers what to South Dakota State? What if Brady Berge ends up being like he he pulls this massive bait and switch? He was this undercover operative the whole time. Is Berge back in Brookings? Somebody in Brookings? Yeah, that's a good question. Fill us in. <laughs> if he's not in Brookings, then he's that just means he's he's probably still you know maintaining his cover. And yeah. when he goes back <laughs> to Brookings, he's filling up a sprinter band full of <laughs> full of Nittany Lions. That's what could happen. Hmm. We'll see, I guess. Seems unlikely, but but maybe. Damien, Damien Hahn playing the long con. All right, should we get to some questions that we didn't get to yesterday? Yeah, we didn't get to anything. I know. Let's actually start with this one since we were just talking about Bo Nickel. Let me see if I can find it here. Here, from FRL's The Best, one of my favorite accounts. So he dominated Mark Hall. Does this mean that Bo Nickel is the best wrestler who didn't compete at World Team Trials? Did he just get that much better since 2021? Uh, I think there's a, a little bit of both there. I mean, obviously, Bo Nickel's really high level. 
Um, and I do think Swansea got a little bit better. Yeah, I agree. Who, I think who would be the other? Well, Gable would be the best guy to compete. Correct. Okay. Is that what you were going to say? Did I steal your answer? Eh, a little bit. Um, <laughs> but I, I was going to say that I do think Sahid has gotten quite a bit better uh, in the past year. It, it would be interesting. I wonder how much – because Bo is still in State College, correct? He opened uh, up that yeah, gym in mm-hmm. State College. It would be interesting to see how much actually training he is still doing with the Nittany Lion guys. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's some other really good guys who didn't compete. Uh, and I, it'd be, Well, where do you put them in relation to Bo Nickel? How about Spencer Lee? Above or below Bo mm. Nickel? I mean, at this point, like your mind tells you above, but – you kind of got to go below just because he's wrestled in one senior oh. level freestyle tournament. He's also undefeated yeah. in senior he, level freestyle. He dominated, but it was domestic. Okay. How about Nick Siriano? Nick Siriano? Well, you got to go below. He lost to uh, Vito. He lost to Vito. Didn't he lose to NATO at World Team Trials? Mm-hmm. Maybe so. In 2021? Yeah, remember. Yeah, because it was NATO, NATO D- Dayton final on it. Pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so NATO, yeah. so NATO <laughs> didn't compete. Yeah, there were kind of a lot of guys who didn't compete, huh? I, I think because you see a drop off a lot after an Olympic year, but last year with the Olympics getting pushed back, it was like, oh, well, I'm just going to train a couple more months and go to world team trials. Ooh. Like, yeah. It's, what was it? April to September. Is that when World mm-hmm. Team Trials were last year? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like, yeah, you might as well. But then you get the full year, and it's like, oh, now now I'm hanging them up, or I need a break. Plus, yeah. I think you know a lot of college guys that maybe would have competed uh, didn't want to after competing that extra year in college. Maybe a guy like Hayden Heidley maybe would have, but he goes, I just got done with another. Yeah. Long folk style season, like yeah. I'm ready to hang him up. I'm ready to be done. Guys like yeah. Marinelli and uh, Kimmer, who are yeah. still competing about, um, apparently, but uh, they were after a full college career. They were like, eh, maybe, maybe give me at least a couple months. Yeah. Um, what about uh, Joe Cologne? Did he retire? Did I, I, I didn't see it anywhere, but. Um, he didn't obviously. I know he's he, battled entries. Um, I think maybe he's not hung him up completely. And if he gets healthy by next year, we'll compete. But he he also could be done. I'm not positive on that. I, I think there's there's some really probably some still like lingering weird byproducts from from the COVID stuff because it's I, th- I think being off a of competition for a long time was strange for a lot of guys and and exhausting in a mentally in a weird way and then after that there's just been this like higher concentration of competitions where you have like olympic trials and olympics and world team trials and worlds Mm -hmm. and then all these extra guys with an extra ncaa year which is has been really taxing and so i i don't know it's it's weird though because it seems like a bunch of the guys we don't know if they've hung them up and probably they haven't completely but they didn't just didn't wrestle right now and so it's really weird. And then, I, like, on the women's Did side... Did you leave Col- your shoes on the mat or not? Cologne? Or, oh, just in general, yeah. Did you put in them general, on or not? But on the, on the women's side of things, like, people that didn't compete, I think 
Kylie Walker where and Kennedy was, Blades, uh, Welker right? Welker and Blades, where the heck were they? Yeah, well, Kylie Walker's dealing with an elbow injury, so, so okay. she made sense. But I think Kennedy Blades, there was still question about whether or not she was going to compete up until up until like the last week. What, and why? Did she give reasoning or no? I know that she, in an interview, talked about like having dealt with um, some some similar stuff to what Helen did with concussions and not just the concussion, but then like the, the lingering lingering mental health issues. But she related. just wrestled. She was, I, I mean, I was there. She was on the um, yeah. She Bruce wrestled Victoria Francis the day yeah. before NCAA. Yeah, yeah. Before so I don't, that's that's why it's confusing because it's not like she's been completely off the mat. So, um, yeah. so I don't know. But she's somebody that that you would think would have a really good chance of bringing home a medal, right? Well, especially if you have Adeline's out mm-hmm. and Kyla Walker's out, you got to think she's been, I mean, right. According to last year, she finished in the next spot below that. Yeah. Yeah. She's been yeah. in the Olympic trials finals, world team trials finals. Um, so that's somebody that I would have, would have wanted to see. Yeah, that was, that was kind of surprising to me that, uh, she, she didn't compete. So yeah, but Bo, Bo would be high up there. Um, I mean, I don't think we ever see Bo full-time wrestling again. He's going to fight, and I think that's what he's going to do. I wouldn't be surprised if he took a few wrestling matches here and there because he seems like he really enjoys it, and he's obviously high level. Uh, I bet he'll be around a lot. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right, more questions. Who whose world team trials winner has the best chance of knocking off a returning returning medalist? A couple of people basically asked this, but who who's got the best chance of pulling off an upset? Well, let me ask you this before we before we answer that. What would be the odds? What would be the odds of the returning world medalist going fourteen and zero? Was it, is it good? Is it really good? I feel like just because of the sheer number of them, it can't be that good because, you know, going 14-0 is freaking hard, despite the fact that they're all favorites, probably significant favorites, but 14-0 is difficult. Um, So the men's side, I feel like your two best chances of a world medalist, at least dropping a match, would be 57 and 61. Uh, yeah. Vito... And Gross taking on Gilman and Dayton. Mm-hmm. The women's side. That's but hold on. You said you didn't say losing. You didn't say losing. You said dropping a match. I, well, I think it's pretty obvious Thomas Gilman and Dayton are heavy favorites. And That's at this saying. point, I would not pick them. But you tell me one of those guys drops one match. Okay, like I could see they it. They gotta be. They gotta win two. That's part of the deal here. I know. Yeah. I, so I'm saying it if. One one of those, if Thomas or Dayton lose one match, I am not super surprised. Like going into each match, you're like, well, I'm gonna favor Thomas and Dayton, but like yeah. kind of you said, it's just a numbers thing. That like yeah. probably one person is gonna yeah. lose at least one match. Yeah. On the women's side of things, you're probably looking at fifty five. Yeah, for sure. Um, that one went three uh, last year um, with Jenna and Jakara. So mm-hmm. th- there's a good chance that one goes three again. I think that challenger has a you know has a gold medal at the, at the world championship. So right. for sure, yeah, that one's highly likely. But on the men's freestyle side of things, I, it seems like they're the medalists are pretty pretty big favorites almost in every case. I mean, maybe yeah. in every case. You have, I, I, I mean, think, I think just, in every case. Burroughs just beat Marsteller. David Taylor has 
never lost as a heed. Dake, yeah. Dake made a made a crypto eyes photo after the last time he wrestled Jason Nolf. Wait, uh, really? Yeah, his, his Instagram profile. He's like bombing Nolf, and he's got it. The he's got the red eyes. Laser eyes. The big. He's a Bitcoiner. I didn't know Kyle Dake was a Bitcoiner. Yeah, we talked about crypto one time for a little bit, but not very long. Interesting. Yeah, Nolf looks really good, and he looks really good. But then. We're talking historical success. It's probably unlikely that they knock those guys off. And obviously, those guys are both world champions, also. Yeah. So yeah. maybe let let's uh let's rank these in okay favor of heaviest favorite to least heaviest favorite men's freestyle. What do you think? Like ninety seven. Heaviest favorite. Um, probably. Yeah, probably, probably the biggest favorite. Ninety two, ninety seven are probably the two biggest. I would say. Yeah, Nate Jackson oh, is so. pretty big. Like, if you told me, well, some of them feel like zero. I mean, if you feel like, if you told me, hey Ben, you get to make a, you get to make a bet on Chance Marsdale beating Jordan Burroughs twice, dude. Okay, let's, I'll take it. I'll t- give me terrible odds. I'll take that bet. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. good yeah. enough odds. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the only chance would be, to me, the only chance would be for chance is some type of injury. Beating Burroughs twice? Man, come on. But I feel the same way about Jaden. I feel the same way about Kyle. I mean, the only knock against Jaden would be that he has had a couple um, kind of off days in the last five years, whereas what's Kyle's off day in the last five years? What's Jordan's off day in the last five years? Like, they whooped up by Mohammedian. A couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, for Kyle. But Mohammed did kill Bo and Nickel that day. Yeah, also. Mohammed is so really I think, good. I think he had just gotten like a steroid injection or something where he was just all juiced up and ready to go. Something to that effect. Because when you, when you saw the rest of his performances compared to that day, it was weird. Well, yeah, he had been, he, I mean, he was, he had popped for performance enhancing yeah. drugs. So he had been on a ban for years and years, which also means he's not being tested for test. those years. So he's just getting. Which is so weird that like you get bu- you get busted, you're busted for steroids, and we ain't gonna mess with you now. Like yeah. do whatever you want for two years, like what? How's yeah. that the rule? Yeah, you yeah, get you busted. St- you should get tested like every freaking week or some shit. It's not what real. They do. Just let them get. Yeah. They just let them let them go hog wild, man. <laughs> like they don't exist. Real. Where do we put mm-hmm. Zilmer versus Gwiz? On the on the Gwiz favorite, I think the last um, match they wrestled was three to zero, and it was like Gwiz either I can't remember if he got a activity clock point or if he got a step out, and so then Zilmer had to take a shot late to try to get himself back in the match, and and then Gwiz just basically flattened him and got the go behind. Are so you giving? It's but but if it's like that again, I mean, if all you need is one takedown, then it's within. I'm not I mean, giving Zilmer a better yeah. shot than uh, yeah. Vito or Gross. Yeah, I, agree. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Like, yeah. so that's the match that's probably the most in the balance. Yeah, uh, freestyle yeah, final I, I match. Give, uh, well, I think I think Zilmer has a chance. I don't think it's a great chance, but it's definitely significantly higher than the other ones we had mentioned. So I guess if I had to rank order them, I'm going to put them in bunches. I would go Colin, Jaden, Jordan um, in the first bunch. In the next bunch, I would go um, 
Dake and Taylor. Um, they're really good, but I, I think their opponents are competing at a really high level right now. And then the last bunch, the most likely to potentially lose, which I still think are pretty unlikely, are Gwiz, Fix, and Gilman. Yeah, I think I agree. And then, like, I mean, you know, there's only one in Greco, and it's it's Giangelo and Braxton Amos. And, I, I mean, Giangelo just seems like he was miles ahead last year at the Olympic trials. Yeah. Um, on the women's side of things, you know, we talked about Jenna and Jakara, but otherwise – it's it's they're all pretty massive favorites. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. Lampy hasn't been touching Hildebrandt lately. Um, Kayla Miracle. Well, I do feel like Page um, in like eighteen seconds. I feel like Lampy looked better than she has, and she did. T- she took some time off, and now she's more back full time. It feels like it feels like she looked pretty good at the trial. So maybe, but probably not. Maybe, but even back full time is like is relative. Like she's coaching now. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I just I don't know. Sarah's just been basically untouchable domestically yeah. for for the last few yeah. years, and then um, I don't know. Sixty five I guess is is interesting too. Velti has won a medal in the past for Smolinari. Uh, you know she's not unbeatable, so that one's that one's possible. That's probably yeah. the next most likely. Um, I I don't think at sixty eight. I mean it's. Slaughter. It's slaughter. It's, Tamira is just <laughs> slaughter. Gonna... Sorry, sorry, Sienna. It's it's just it slams to a slaughter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys are brutal. Uh, I mean, it is what it is. Oh, it... Wasn't the one girl from California that wasn't eligible for senior level competition last year by a couple of days? Did she not compete this year senior level? Amit? No, she's in final X. Amit Lor. Okay. At seventy two then. Seventy two. Yep. Got it. Big Rivers Grote. In that'll New be, York. That'll be a really interesting matchup because, like, Amit, I mean, people have been talking about her for a couple of years, that she's going to be a difference maker when she when she's on the team. And, um, does, you know, she'll have her opportunity. I, I think yeah. she's probably a favorite. Well, that's really interesting with the three the three high school girls who've had an amazing amount of success so far, Blade. And I guess there's a second Blade coming up, but the, the Kennedy um, and then Welker and then Amit Elor. Um they're obviously going to be kind of pushed into those just just the upper two weight classes. So someone's going to be on the bench or sideline for a while. And then obviously if Karina Blades grows into that weight class also, there'll be two of the four will be on the bench. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting deeper at those weights domestically, and I don't think the world necessarily is. So I, you know, I would expect mm-hmm. that one of the pieces for us to ever catch Japan is just to keep having really, really good, you know, 65 through 76. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. All right, another question from WrestleUp18. Do J.O. or Zane have a better chance of meddling than Pentaleo or Deacon, or do they just have the advantage in those respective matchups? I will defer. I don't know the answer to this one. Can you read it one more time? Do J.O. or Zane have a better chance at meddling than Pentaleo or Deacon, or do they just have the advantage in those respective matchups? I think domestically we've seen that matchups do matter in this yeah in this little kind of four way of guys in terms of better chance at meddling internationally I don't know I'd say they're all pretty much about the same you, yeah, you could my, maybe my, say that would maybe be my lead feeling, Pentelio but... or Deacon just because we haven't seen him domestically yet 
But then that's not the right answer. That's not, that's, answer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that's not the right. That's not really the right answer because we can't say definitively that yes, we do feel more comfortable, or, or no, we don't. We just don't know. Exactly. I mean, with Russia and Belarus out, it's probably a decent chance of us sneaking in there this year. This really is the year to make the team. Gosh. Yeah. And sit out in 2023, which sets you up for Olympics in 2024. Yeah. We got to break the curse. We got to break Although I really wonder if... Oh, yeah. I keep thinking of these guys as 65s because it's they used to be, but yeah, good point. We got no curse. We're Um, good. I really wonder if they're going to find a way to get Russia back in there by the time the Worlds come around because it just seems as though, like, that's just what United World does. Like... I mean, you know, they did it in 2016 where they kind of deferred. And, and then 2020, they had Russia doing the other flag gimmick. Um, it feels like they're going to be in. I, the thing that Bender, Rich Bender said that makes it feel less likely that they're going to be in is not just that, like, the world, you know, not just the geopolitical stuff, but they haven't followed the UWW procedure. They didn't compete at Continental, so they're just not qualified for Worlds. Like, you have to compete – at Continentals oh, to be qualified for the World Championships. So feels like they're going to write a caveat in there. That's wow. that's what they would have to do, right? Like they would have to not yeah. only go against whatever the UN or who I don't know, whoever's like making making these calls, but also they would have yeah. to go against their own policies to get them in. Um, so that, that make that feels like it makes it a little bit less likely. The, yeah. the big question too for me is like what are they going to do about the World Championships next year? They're going to have to set – I mean, it's supposed to be in Russia. And if they're going to yeah. have it in a different city, they need to figure that out There's soon. Milwaukee. Milwaukee, yeah. Maybe Manitowoc. You put a bid in. Hold. I'll put a bid in. How much do you think the bid costs? Let's put a bid in. Let's put I a bid no in. idea. I don't even know. I guess. Well, you can come stream it, guys. Okay. Well, contractually, yes. Yeah, we already – We will. <laughs> uh, also, the thing that – makes it a little different is the IOC has banned Russia and Belarus. It's not just like a wrestling thing. And so if you want to be good with the IOC, which all the people at UWW do, obviously, you don't just go against the IOC. Maybe they'll give them disguises. (laughs) Maybe. How how soon is it before – before we see more of these athletes start jumping ship because I mean, they're, they're a lot of them are loyal. They're more loyal to their area than they are to the yeah. country of Russia anyway. So I mean, yeah, when, when these Russian transplants wrestle for other countries, like that, and if they're all Dagestani, of them will go compete for the UAE. Yeah. Why not? They got, they got money. They got money. I don't know. I, I think a lot of the number ones, aren't jumping ship but what about the number twos like get them out there that's fine i'll take the twos the threes get mongoose Mongoose out there you know let him wrestle for the uae who's mongoose mongoose he's a 55 or 57 kilo guy he's fun he's fun yeah it's not it's not that far from like osetia to uh to dubai it's not that far probably like two hours by plane yeah, no, ba- it's Bahrain, a lot closer than the hundred places in Russia. Bahrain still has some spots on their roster. Like they're good. Yeah. You know what That's I hate, Ben, is what? when I see like like yesterday, like uh Hamzat Chamayev, like I like him and like I'm finding and then he like is posting pictures with like Kadyrov. 
and hanging mm. out with Kadyrov. Or criminals. Yes, who yeah. are literally committing genocide. It's like, I think you just need to uh, enjoy their wrestling and then just that's it. Leave it at that. Yeah. It, it is kind of a damper, though. It's a little bit of a damper, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, the other thing is that sometimes we, like, I think maybe we don't think about over here is, like, how close, if you look at, like, uh, Mahachkla, Grozny, Vladikavkaz, which is, you know, that's the area where a lot of they're from. Like, how close it is It's right next to Georgia, and Armenia, Azerbaijan. Like, those are super close so for them to transfer to some of those places would be really easy also yeah i mean all those places like the caucus mountains right there um, on the eastern part of russia mm-hmm. man somebody should just just put an all-star team together in wherever anywhere and you got visa issues and whatnot i mean russia's chilling they're doing their their thing they just had a tournament where a bunch of guys wrestled Kozak says uh, Russian nationals are in three to four weeks and no one's interested in transferring. Yeah. It's too bad. Yeah. We can get, look, we can get Kemmer to go to the Spartan Combat RTC. We can't get Mongoosh to transfer to Bahrain. <laughs> Come on. I don't see why not. Yeah, me either. That, that's really interesting, though. Like Russia, and I, I think that these efforts have to have been in place before all this Ukraine stuff, but. They've really, they've really upped their, you know, production of like their, their wrestling federation website and their like their streaming platform kind of looks like ours now, and and I think a lot of that if is I state knocked funded. you guys off. Kozak would know better than me, but like I think a lot of that is state funded, and so there's no, I mean, there's you know, it's it's free to watch. It's like, um, you know, it's no problem. So maybe yeah, maybe they're happy just competing against other Russians. It's high high level competition. Uh, if there's money in that ecosystem from the Russian government, then maybe that's incentive enough to stay. There's, yeah, there's probably incentive like for some of these other rich countries to like get guys on the world team, et cetera. But maybe the Russians are getting taken care of just enough by the the government to stay around. I don't know. I think they are. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, are we gonna do? This? Uh, you know, I love the voicemail questions. I thought I thought you were gonna lead with those. Are we gonna do those or what? Yeah, we can get to some voicemails. Let's start with um, Pat from Central PA. Yeah, one more question. Tyler needs a second um, to pull up the voicemails. Well, I, I, we'll ask this one, um, and then I'll, I'm going to try to roast someone after that. But Ben talked about eight-point swing and the double-A chess rep situation in the Mendez-Gross exchange on the screen. Was that eight-point swing based entirely – on uh, the foot landing in or out. And I would say to that, it was still a terrible call because it should have never been for Mendez, which all, all three of us agreed on. Um, it probably should have been one Mendez. But yeah, that would be the one of the one of the big issues I have with freestyle wrestling. I actually feel like the referees are getting better because I don't think it's happened. I, I can't cite an example super recently, but since if it goes, well, I, I can't cite a high level example. I could cite them at like, our local tournaments or state tournament that I'm wrestling at. But uh, a four-point, if uh, if Bray's supposed to get a four-point, and instead they go to JD, that is an eight-point swing. That is 80% of a technical fall. That would be a 12-point swing in folk style. Like they just, It's kind of crazy that 80% of a thing that finishes the match could be swung in the balance one way or the other by a referee making a, a bad call. Or if you want to get to another level, 
uh, a referee making a malicious call, right? It's a, a senior level event, and um, you know we we know that maybe there's been some compromised referees. So I that, yes, I don't like that. There you go. One more because I think this is one of the last ones, and then we can get to the voicemails from Stephen the Surgeon Merrill. Vincenzo Joseph, please discuss some of his technical gains in his wrestling game, uh, like but not limited to his match tactics against Ringer again. Thanks, fellas. Um, I I don't really see anything all that different. He's already, ha- I mean, for me, he's always had a pretty wide variety of things he can hit, and he's really got good hips, and he's pretty tricky with the way he moves. Um. And we hadn't really seen him a whole bunch in freestyle throughout his college career. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say uh, I don't necessarily see anything that different. Uh, maybe you guys see something. But he is a, he's a savvy competitor. Um, he's got a lot. He's always had a lot of tricky things, and it's good seeing him create in freestyle. Yeah, I thought especially in the second match against Ringer, Ringer was giving him a lot of respect uh, with his hips, like he would shoot a double and then pretty immediately come up to a waist or to a body lock and not want to get in those maybe chest wrap or over under. I feel like that was what he always did, didn't he? Shoot and then come up. I kind of, but I I thought maybe I'd have to go back and watch their U.S. Open match. I feel like he did it a little more against him. He also shot more. Uh, think about the like Marinelli, jobs. like that would always come up into an over under type situation. Yeah. So yeah, and I, I know Vincenzo definitely tries to pull guys up into that. That's yeah. where he's comfortable. But yeah. I thought Ringer maybe did it a little, a little on his own, a little quick, a little faster. Hmm. Interesting. Than he should have. But Ringer looks, he looked like he had less power and pop too. Um, I had someone else make that comment to me too. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah. We're good to go on the voicemails, Tyler? All right, let's get let's to Pat from it. Central PA. Hey, this is Pat from Central PA. Listener, first-time caller. My question is, why are we not wrestling a best out of three at the se- in the semis at weights where we're deciding our final, our final X guys, like 65, 70 and heavyweight it makes no sense to me that we wouldn't wrestle a best out of three to find our best two guys to weight it's illogical why like when we're doing it in the finals at all the other weights to see who gets to wrestle guys they aren't going to beat it just doesn't make sense to me i'd love to hear your explanation and somebody put some sense behind this thanks i i agree with pat fully um it doesn't make sense so essentially they, uh, at weights where there was someone sitting at the final X, right? They they got that they got that because they won a world medal. But the second participant in the final X had to compete in a best two out of three in order to get the spot in final X. So why did they not do that in the other weight classes? It, it, yeah, I agree with uh, Pat that it's illogical. It didn't make sense because if you're going to make certain guys do it, you should make the rest of the guys do it. Now I don't even know. Um, so that that's the one argument is like if you're doing with one you need to do it with the other ones agree totally i i guess i kind of agree but then uh, you know where would you stop with that like do you go all the way back to the semis and do you go back to the quarters like we can't do best two out of three with every single person so um uh, where do we actually apply the best two out of three scenario yeah i mean precedent going back to before a final x era would just be that 
you just don't probably just don't do the best of three until final X, right? That that would be till the final match. Yeah, just yeah, just till yeah. final like that that would be what I think would make the most sense is just you know, yeah. you win the tournament as a straight tournament and um and then you you know yeah. you do you save the best of three for final X. That's good. Yeah. Cause then the thought would be um if someone makes it to the final two, right? Because all final the final two competitors are all two out of threes. If someone makes it to the final two and they're not that good, like let's just say that, right? Because that, that's what the, that's the that's what the best two out of three is supposed to prevent is someone getting lucky who's not the best guy and they get on the team. Mm-hmm. Well, if someone were to get lucky and make the final two out of three, they would then have to get lucky two more times in a row in order to beat the next better guy to make the team, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, unless you would have both guys in the semis, you know, we'll just say there's two guys in the semis which are underdogs, and they both get lucky. Then you're going to have a final where you have maybe the third and fourth guy in America, not the one and two guy. Yeah. Or one and three or one and four, two, right? Mm-hmm. We're, yeah, we're okay with we're okay with split results deciding, like, who yeah, who advances in each round, right? Look at... Look at uh, Ian Parker and Joey McKenna. They met twice at the trials, and they yeah. split. And we didn't make them like, well, hold on, hold on. Let's get a third match in to see who actually yeah. is better and who advanced. Like we're we're okay with that earlier in the tournament. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah, we got. I you know how they Pat. used to do it a really long time ago, and I this is way beyond my era, so I don't really. Um, I, I never experienced this, or I never actually saw this in place. But I always heard about it. Have you heard about the, like the climbing the ladder thing? It sounds crazy. Yeah. It sounds totally insane, but allegedly, um, and we maybe we need someone that's way older than me to come on and talk about it because I I don't remember. I've only heard like stories of it, so that means it had to be like eighties, eighties ish. But allegedly, you had to. I don't remember where they started exactly, but you had to go two out of three all the way up, right? So the five guy wrestled the number four guy. And if he beat him, then he wrestled the number three guy in two or three. And then they wrestled the number two guy in two or three. You couldn't do that and all so like, in like a weekend. That had to be like a several-week process, right? Uh, no, allegedly it was all in a weekend. Which So that <sighs> it essentially it precluded someone who was lower from moving all the way up. Because by the time you get to the end of the weekend, you're going to have yeah. uh, a crap ton of matches. So I don't know. Where, someone would have to educate us more. But I don't know, like, did they start at number 10 and do it? Or did they, you know, like... It, or where did they start? Did they have a tournament from anyone below five? I don't know the answer to that, but allegedly that was the process for a little bit of time. Obviously, Final X kind of came under some heat once again in the process with basically people just referring to attendance, which is dumb because obviously like this has shown to put out the best team. Like That's what USA Wrestling really cares about is winning medals and this has proven to put out our best team so final x is not going away (laughs) so i I was i I was thinking about that conversation you guys were having yesterday about all right is it too many events how do we how do we figure it out and i think i I had an idea um what if we already have a a world team trials qualification process that allows for a fair number of people to be set in stone before the u.s open and if we expanded that just a little bit more, if we had former credentials like within a, within a reasonable time period as, as also things that would get you into world team trials, then I think you could potentially replace the U.S. Open with a more robust like last chance qualifier that maybe top three or four 
qualify and yeah. have that at the U.S. Open alongside juniors and and yeah. you know all those other divisions in that massive 30 mat format, and you're not trying right. to like and then you're not trying to incentivize the very very best guys to go there, but it's just it's an expanded last chance. It can be participatory. The roofers can come and the take their beat downs. That's all you really care about. Bring the roofers. They can come take their beat downs. But then, like, it's <laughs> filling in the gaps, right? It's those guys that that want to come yeah. take those last few spots. We're not giving out number one seeds. We're not, like, doing that thing. Then the trials field, like, that's been set much further in advance. And and those, those real legit, like, contenders who have been on the scene, that's taking one competition out of their, you know, out of their uh, progression. I, I think that might make sense. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I love that. I, yes, I'm not a fan of the three events. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's great. You make it a, a large last chance qualifier, um, three or four entrants, and then that's it. You know, that's it. And that way you don't, you're not trying to push three events over the course of a six week window. It's only the two and the two are going to have more significance because you take the third out. Yeah. And I mean, I know we, you know, the first lens we look at this stuff through is men's freestyle. But if you look at the last chance qualifier, women's freestyle there was only one weight class that had any matches period there were nine Wait, weights what? that had there were nine weights at the last chance qualifier that had one person one person i had i did not know that yeah and and in greco there were you know mostly like small round robin brackets so that event it's not like we're missing a really big thing if we combine that you know with a paired you know paired down us open slash beefed up last chance qualifier so maybe that's the move i don't know i mean john kozak in the facebook chat i believe referring to the latter I believe they used the U.S. Open to set the ladder. Top four through six would qualify and then did a round robin. I didn't know they did a round robin. I thought they did two out of threes. I don't know. No, okay. There was yeah, somebody. Kozak, maybe come on and tell us a little more tomorrow or something. There was somebody who asked us a question. If we're trying to really create the best team, why don't we just do round robin instead of a tournament? No, but that's exactly. absurd because that would be like twenty matches. <laughs> yeah, I I think we're good with. I mean, well, especially now that we have the 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 world medalist sitting, which I I think is really ideal. Um, like I said, get to the best two out of three, and dude, you ain't you ain't getting at this level. You're not gonna get lucky two times in a row and beat someone who's a, a world medalist caliber. It just does. That is just not happening. Period. It doesn't happen. You're not gonna get two like lucky leg laces in a row. And if you leg lace Jordan Burroughs twice, well, you probably deserve to be on the freaking world team. Yeah. Yeah, because then you so, can leg lace yeah. just about anybody. Yes. I mean, yeah, you gotta be competing at, you gotta be competing at a high level to beat any of those guys one time, let alone twice. Yeah. Yeah. Pat really got so. got the wheels turning there. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Pat. Pat, All right. good question. We can move on. Uh CJ from Indiana has a question for Ben. And if I remember correctly, Tyler, you can cut it after like the first half of the question for Ben. Oh, he starts cussing or... No, 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 no. He, he has really a question, question about... but a topic. How do you see a Chenzo date match going right now? Hmm. Oh, man. Um, well, I think that'd be a lot of fun, of course. Um I think Dake's going to be better in the positions that Chenzo's good in. I mean, Dake is just weird. I was talking to some kids last night about how elite level of an athlete Kyle Dake is. He's just ridiculously amazing, and I think he's just strong in the positions than 
um, that Chenzo is and Chenzo is. So, um, yeah, I, I would see Dick winning, and I, I don't think Vincenzo threatens him all that much. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way. I think that's 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 the best way to find out just how freaky Chenzo's hips really are, right? Because Dick's yeah. got them too. Yeah. I mean, just take a lesson from Cotty's page. That's the thing. Like, Wait, what'd it, you say? what do you say I missed it? Take a book out of Cotty's page. Cotty make it make it off. Who, who competed this past weekend and was bombing dudes in their Russian yeah, tournament? Yeah, that was nuts. Is, is Chenzo the, the most similar like U.S. wrestler to – Cody yeah. Megamedov and be able to replicate that. Probably. I don't know if Cody Megamedov could rec- I, I wish I could watch him wrestle again because I don't know if he would be able to replicate that. I, I don't think I so either. I really genuinely feel like it was like a one-time thing, and you now I don't, I don't feel like I can say that because I want to see it happen again to make sure I'm not wrong. But that's that's my feeling. That's my feeling too. But can Chenzo, you know, what can he get the one out of ten? also on the first field or something that's that's why i think it's an, an interesting matchup but yeah i wouldn't yeah. pick it um yeah i chenzo the other thing is is could they stop kyle's gut if kyle got on top i i haven't seen anyone really really good try to gut him um because deringer didn't get one locked up at all right deringer's got a pretty solid gut wrench i don't think he turned in with the gut yeah so yeah i'll be i, I mean i want to see the match I hope Vincenzo keeps wrestling, and this wasn't just yeah. kind of a one-month experiment. Yeah, I don't like, I mean, it seems like he's enjoying coaching, but he's obviously so young. He's, what, like, 24, so, yeah. yeah, he's got a handful of good years left. And if, you know, what we talked about yesterday is some of these guys who are really um, sticking around, that they're actually getting better, which I, I don't think that really happened a lot in previous eras. Um, I was actually thinking about why, and I think that, there's a lot of these programs post-collegially that are like, like if we're on 10, 10, 15 years ago, it was just like, hey, you're going to be a coach also, and you're going to train in your own time and, you know, do what you can. And now there's post-collegiate programs which are really dedicated to making these guys significantly better at wrestling. And I think that's, for me, I feel like that's the difference. Where do we see Kimmer stacking up in the 79 KG field? I assume that's what weight he'll wrestle at. Yeah, I actually think so. Um, Seventy-four actually feels uh, a little thinner, right? But he why, probably can't yeah. make that. Why? Why is that the case, right? Like, I I agree with you. And is seventy-nine? Is that a weight that should be the Olympic weight, or the, should the Olympic weight be closer to seventy-nine? It, or is that just a U.S. phenomenon right now? Because seventy-nine is that's like the ideal. You know, if you're looking at like the health status of a weight class. That's what you want it to look like. You got a guy like Jordan Burroughs yeah. at the top. Then you got you before the trials or before the open, you had a guy like Derringer who was a top five in the world kind of guy. The rest of the field was chasing him, but the rest of the field was right there with both veterans or not veterans, but guys who've been on the scene for a few years, like Marsteller, um, and then young guys coming up like Starachi. It's just a super healthy weight class. Uh seventy four is not, right? You got Yeah. Dake well, Wolf and Wick, then it so Wick off. was at a wedding, so Wick wasn't there. That's true. Um, and obviously, he he beat he's beaten Marstella like I don't want to say I think maybe every time, like a lot of the times. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but Marstella's competed at seventy four previously, and seventy four is 
I don't know why it dropped off because it has been really good historically, but this year was yeah not very good. Yeah, and I guess we yeah we have a bunch of guys that are going to come through that pipeline too with Keegan and Carr is still yeah. getting better. Um, so I don't know if it's two uh, let's see two zero. 2019, I'm going to say 2019 World Team Trials. Uh, I mean, like that one year, it was Dake, Deeringer, and Burroughs, right? Yeah. Or was was, was Dake? No, Dake was up at 79. I'm misremembering that. Well, right? for the, yeah, I guess for the – yeah, the depth comes in those Olympic years, I guess. Yeah, but. Senior men's freestyle. I'm going to look at 79. Let's see. So, uh, damn, it took me to Greco. Son of a gun. All right, where's this damn freestyle wrestling? Sorry, right, I'm gonna find it. I promise, guys. All right, senior freestyle. So 74. Yeah, Imar was competing at a high level for a while. You had Jason Nolf was doing well. Yeah, I don't know. You, you kind of had a you had a lot of good guys there over time. Just yeah, just this year is not the year. I'm still trying to find the bracket. I'm I'm moving slow. Tommy Gant, Logan Massa, Nolf. Valencia, who's not been, well, Valencia goes to wrestles in Mexico now. Yeah, I guess it wasn't that great this year. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of weird. weird. Huh. Yeah, Sorry, 79, reading... I would say 79 is better here also. Sorry, um, go ahead. No, uh, Adam Fellers actually sent me an article from the Oklahoman from 1992 that goes through the process that they were using. Okay. Really? And, yep. How it works. Uh, the mini tournaments at each weight will be held today in Philadelphia. The winner faces the number three challenger in a best of three series on Thursday. The winner faces the number two challenger in a best of three series on Friday. The winner faces number one challenger in a best of three series on Saturday. The winner faces the top contender listed by weight and boldface in a best of three series at Pittsburgh on June 6th. Yeah, that dude. I think if you kept winning, how many freaking matches that would be? And how many weigh-ins? Yeah, so like, uh, um, and many tournaments were held to determine the number four seed. <laughs> so ridiculous. But, but so that's... yeah, like uh, a situation we had in 2016 where uh, Molinaro and Jaden Cox both made it from the nine. Like, I don't think they would have actually made it in those cases because they would have had to do the tournament two out of three, two out of three, two out. Of, like, holy crap. Well, that's how you made the U.S. Open so important. You really wanted that one seed. Yeah, yeah. It just it it seems a little bit unreasonable. So yeah, come uh, get the one seed, I'm or else glad... you have to weigh in four times in a week. Like, get yeah, out I'm here. glad we don't do that. Everyone else will be involved in four days of wrestling to set up the final wrestle-offs at Pittsburgh on June 6 against the members of last year's U.S. World Team World Championship team. Wow, so you got the you got to buy through all that if you just made the World Team, then being on the World Team. Man, that kind of that's kind of um, uh, what is what would be the word? They're they're kind of precluding new people from being on the team because if if you were uh, if you had made the team for a time, then the next time you got that gigantic freaking advantage to make the team again, like holy crap! Yeah, that's nuts. Nuts. All right, we got we got our guest. Is he uh, is he all ready to go, Tyler? <laughs> all right. What's up, Anthony? How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing well, Ben. How you doing, man? Awesome. So, man, I, I, you know, I told you yesterday, I said I want to bring you on here so we can talk about your decision in the NCAA Finals and, and have Shane Sparks listen to your take on it. And then Shane ducked us. 
I think he somehow <laughs> heard that I had called you and just decided not to show up today. Oh, man. Well, I had no idea this was a conversation between you guys. I was excited to talk with him about it. I wanted to, I wanted to hear his take on well, why yeah. that was a bad idea. idea. So, well, let's just talk about it because Shane has this really long explanation on it, it, when you were in the NCAA finals against Matt, why you should not have chose bottom of the third period. And I, and I went through with him. I said, no, you know, I, I got to watch Anthony wrestle all year. I think Anthony made the right decision. Here's why it was the right decision. I explained to him, and he, he's always like, no, you're wrong. And <laughs> just tells me what I want. <laughs> so can you just lay it out in simple terms why bottom was the correct choice for you? And then we'll just play it for Shane. Yeah, yeah. You know, I like the third period. I mean, I was up by seven points. I had a solid amount of riding time. And uh, McDonough, he's a tough wrestler all around, but I felt like like he was the most dangerous on his feet. You know, I felt like that was the only way he was going to be able to get back in that match and, and get the win was by catching me in a cement mixer, catching me, you know, shooting in with a, a pancake or a headlock or something like that. So um, in my mind, at the mind, at that moment, I minimized the risk and I felt like I was I was safest on bottom. You know, I was, I was looking to try to get a reversal, get back on top that way and just not just not give me any opportunity to get back in that match. So that was my decision, you know, and the reason why behind behind it. So absolutely. That's pretty much what I told him. How much did you think about like, you know, the match being in that type of a position heading into the third? Did you expect it would be like that? And had you kind of run through those scenarios in your head pre-match? Um, I had, yeah. And, you know, just going through the tournament, I was trying to keep an eye on where Matt was at on the on other mats and where he was wrestling and, and how he was doing. Um, I just noticed that it seemed like that it seemed like he wasn't scoring until later on in the matches. And so for me, my mindset going into that championship match was I'm going to jump on him early. You know, I'm just gonna go full attack mode first period, try to get a takedown, get those turns before he uh, before he got a chance to warm up. You know, and so yeah, that, that was my strategy going. Just jump in on him early, and then just uh, you know wrestle smart through through because you know he he's a tough guy. I knew he could come back at any moment, so I'm just gonna minimize the risk there. All right, I got so, I got so many questions for you right now about your pull ups because <laughs> we started talking about this on the show yesterday. You were gonna do so for anyone who doesn't know, you're gonna try to do. 77 <laughs> sounds so ridiculous you're gonna to try to do 7700 pull-ups in 24 hours is this true yes sir the, the current record it's 7715 pull-ups in 24 hours so i've been training for just about two years now actually to break this one okay and you already have some record right you have the most in uh what a minute or the most in an hour um so i broke the record for most in a minute someone came back and got that one but um you know, I, I broke it, broke it, and I had two in a minute. Um, okay. I also have the record now, most pull-ups with an 80-pound pack and a 60-pound pack. So um, this will be the, the the final one on the floor, man. Okay, so how do you train? Uh, I know JD's got the question, but how do you even train for this? Because I was thinking like a marathon, you're going to run some longer distances. Like, are you, say, doing 1,000 pull-ups and then 2,000 and 3,000 and building up? Because, um, yeah, I don't, go, go for it. Tell us how you do it because I'm perplexed. Yeah, it's actually, yeah, it's actually uh, it's been a fun experience. I've been training with a group out here in Scottsdale called Neuroforce One. They train a lot. Oh, yeah. They train a lot of wrestlers and you know the MMA guys. And so, so uh, our approach, we we set up mini events throughout my training. So it'd be like six hours, nine hours, nine hours. And uh, leading up to those things, we would do different type of uh, workout setups. You know, try to do thirty, do thirty minutes, um, um, eight to ten minute, eight to ten pull ups every minute for thirty minutes straight. And I would basically add weight to myself. Myself, I'd start twenty five pound plate. I, I shipped up to a 45 and then, you know, I had another 25 on top. So it was just uh, slowly leaving my body up to the tolerance of doing such a high volume. 
-hmm. And then we throw in different factors as well. Uh, Hypoxico mask. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of those. Yeah. High altitude training. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I do like the blood flow restriction restriction cuffs in my training. So uh, a lot of that. And, you know, the mini events were the key. You know, I would just try to hit as high of reps as I could. I could sustain them as for as long as I could. Um, just to see where my body was at and, and the strategy. So, um, you know, going in Thursday, Thursday, my strategy for the first hour, I'm going to hit 12 pull-ups every minute for the first hour. Uh, oh, and then from there, yeah, from there, I'm going to decline. You know, so I'll probably drop down to 10 and try to keep that for a couple hours and then go down to eight. But for the first nine hours, uh, I'll basically be going straight every single minute for nine hours straight. Anywhere between eight to twelve pull-ups every every minute. So twelve minutes of pull-up, that'd be seven hundred twenty pull-ups for that minute. Yes, yeah, shoot, shoot. If you did that, you'd beat the record by a crap ton. <laughs> that, that's that, that's the. I I, uh, I don't want to just barely break it. I want to smash it, and I want to take advantage of the advantage of the four hours. So I, I know you know we have we have some break factored in later on. Uh, uh, but strategy is just I want to do as many as I can can early bodies fresh while I'm warm, and uh, just try to limit those times to where. You know, I, I I take something, my body starts to lock up and realize, you know, what exactly I'm doing to it. So, um, yeah. But uh, you know, so are you not sleeping? You're not gonna sleep? Uh, I don't plan on it. No, I I, I did not plan on it. I, I know I've been uh, off coffee for a bit now. So mm-hmm. uh, the day of, we're gonna have a you know coffee maker ready to shoot me some caffeine. You know, as I start getting tired, and um, it's pretty cool because I've got teams of two that'll be kind of helping me out throughout the event. So, uh, you know, they'll, you know, they'll be bar blocks. And so, uh, you know, two of those guys, one of them is my brother and uh, my main training partner from ASU when I was wrestling, Carlos Castro, oh, nice. former ASU coaches, Sean Charles and Brian Stith is another group. Nice. That'll be your yeah. best bar segment right there. <laughs> it's going to be fun, fun, man. Neo Force. So, you know, I got these, these groups of people that have uh, motivated me and inspired me. So, uh, you know, when it starts to suck and I know it's going to at some point, uh, you know, I got these guys that are going to help me mentally to, Keep it going. So, oh. um, so JD said maybe you're not you're not eating or something, right? Uh, well, I was it, gonna ask, it... what do you eat throughout this process? You can't eat like you don't want a big meal, but you need something for energy and to re- replenish. Yeah, and that's it's, it's actually it, where Neuroforce really helped me out, just figuring out the nutrition strategy and how I'm gonna how I'm gonna approach it. Um, like I did a, a one hour event about a week ago. That one hour, I burned over 800 cal- calories. Um, Damn. I, I know within the nine hour. How many pull-ups? Event, How many pull-ups uh, I did uh, 720. So oh, I, I hit. 12 a minute thing. Yeah, I did 12 a minute for that. Um, in my nine hour, I, I think I burned, they said like 2,600 calories. So Dang. that's, yeah, that's going to be a big factor. So I'm actually, I'm carb loading right now, um, leading into this thing. You know, they got me doing, uh, like I'm drinking little, little shots of uh, olive oil. So for like the fats and the carbs and, but going in day of, I'll have a lot of shakes, a lot of liquids that I can just be chugging on the go, you know, carb loaded protein during my, you know, my break after nine hours, I'll eat a meal, you know, and then I'll go again and, you know, steadily eat like granola bars and things throughout the whole, the whole things. Um, we have a, uh, heart rate monitor I'll be wearing. And so, you know, we're, we're monitoring my, my calories and I'm burning my, my heart rate. And that's actually going to be a big determiner of uh, the number of reps that I'm, I'm going to be hitting. If my heart rate starts getting too high, we're going to drop the reps down just to, to sustain the energy uh, for, you know, full, you know, full 20. So a lot goes into it, but uh, you know, I think when it comes down to it, man, it's just, I'm going to have to dig, 
you know, I'm <laughs> be ready to grind it, grind at some point. I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm excited for that moment. Yeah, for real. Wow. Um, so are, are you doing this for a charity or something? Someone said that, but I wasn't sure which one. So we wanted to give you the opportunity to plug that. Yeah, thank you. I am actually, uh, I was honored with the opportunity this past March. I was named as a new head wrestling coach of Mason, uh, Mason High School. That's my old uh, high school. And so, you know, I'm just excited to be back home, excited to get back to the sport. And um, I'm, do- I'm doing this to our pull-up attempt in honor of my rep, of my rep calling it Pennies for Pull-Ups. So I'm just trying to raise money for our wrestling team. Uh, the link, it's on my, my social media. It's at arobles12525. People want to go and donate there. But, uh, you know, man, it's just all about giving back. I mean, you guys know the sports bless us all in different ways. And, uh, you know, anything I can do just to give back, to say thank you and help help the generation of, of you know, student athletes coming up, that's what I'm all about. So um, I'm yeah. fired up for this one. Absolutely. So is there going to be a live pull-up tracker somewhere? Yes. Actually, uh, Guinness, they're going to be um, airing it for the full 24 hours oh, on really? the channel. Yeah, and I can send you guys the link for that. And then also ESPN's going to be there, and they're going to be uh, basically going back and forth on, on SportsCenter with highlights every couple hours. So, but uh, nice. yeah, Guinness is going to have the full 24. So, Okay. And so what would you give yourself as a percentage chance of getting it done? You got you you 100%, 90, 50, where you at? <laughs> uh you know, I, I don't want to say 100. I, I feel like I'd be too cocky about. I'm, I'm I'm very you know, I'm very confident. I've been training, I've done everything uh I need to to be successful in this and you know, I just I approach it like wrestling, you know, just like Sundays, you know, give it my best and I'm just focusing um really man i'm just just one set of pull-ups at a time i'm not looking at a 24-hour clock you know i got that blocked out i'm looking at one minute clocks and yeah. it's eight to 12 minutes 12 pull-ups you know but I, I feel very confident and um i think i'm gonna take this one home you know i, I think i got the uh the mental toughness to do it it's just a matter it's just a matter of holding up and being able to grind to the very end yeah that's, that's so awesome you, you say you don't want to uh, just uh you say you don't want to just break the record but like smash it is there a number that is like in your head that you're like, man, this is the one I really want. I would like to get up to like 9,000 if I could. <laughs> you know, I, I, I would 10, 10 would be pretty nice. Get that double digit, you know, but, uh, um, you know, nine, nine would be solid for me. That's why I'm, 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 sh- I'm shooting for, uh, we'll see. I think the big thing is going to be the hands too. That's, mm. that, you know, blisters on the hands. And if you yeah. watch the videos, videos of the other guy, Google the pictures of their hands, they're pretty jacked up. So. Did you, so are you wearing gloves or do you have a certain type of bar that's more helpful for that? Um, it's regular bar. I got uh, two different pairs of gloves I'll be wearing at the same time. And then, and then you have a little bit of uh, tape on my hands. But other than that, um, Guinness doesn't really allow like pads over the bar or anything. So, um, yeah, I'm only I'm only allowed the sanctioned gloves that they, they've uh, approved. So, but, uh, you know, I've done the nine hours and stuff like that. And I still busted out with blisters and, and I think this is going to help, you know, being on crutches my whole life. I, I've got a little, yeah. a little extra thickness there, but yeah. uh, still, that's going to come in in in, in you know, a factor later on in the, sh- the attempt. So yeah, damn. When when you've wow. done like awesome, okay. Well, when do you, do you start tomorrow? Like at the time of our show, or we could we could track it, or what time do you start tomorrow? Uh, yeah, so we're starting nine a.m. Pacific time. Oh, so we'll be done. Yeah, so and I'll be going. I'll be going 9 a.m. to 9 a.m. So it's gonna gonna be a nice long day. <laughs> yeah, for real. All right, man, that's awesome, Anthony. Good luck. Uh, you guys got any class questions? No, I think I'm good. Yeah, that. Good luck, man. It's gonna be awesome. 
And I appreciate your support, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having having me on. You got it. Take care. Man, guys, 9,000 push-ups or (laughs) pull-ups. Like the 12-minute thing, it's like, holy shit. But wait, that's for 1,440 minutes. Dude. Yeah. Like I can't imagine. (laughs) I can't imagine just doing it for for an hour. Like, I mean, I couldn't do 12 minutes for an hour. Um, I definitely couldn't do that. Maybe like, even if you told me like, say, four or five a minute for an hour like that's going to be really really freaking hard yeah man i think he's he may end up breaking the record before like before bedtime if he's going if he's going to get 700 before done, bedtime <laughs> if he's going to get if he's going to get 700 done in the first in the first hour like that puts him in good position man yeah, i can't 9000 is 375 every hour for 24 hours yeah, it's like it's it's um how many is that? I mean like even per second, like you're having to hit one every like probably less than every it's ten six seconds. Six and a quarter every minute. Six and a quarter. So less than less than every ten seconds you're hitting a pull up for an entire day of your life. That's that's a while. You gotta thing. think he's cranking those twelve out pretty quick though. So like he's getting I mean, not not that I can do it, but we're saying he's probably doing it in fifteen seconds or less, so he is getting a forty five second break. But just the idea of like getting back on the bar over and over and over yeah. and over. The idea of a 45 second break times. being, being what you have to look forward to for the whole day. It's like, so that's, crazy. That's so crazy. Holy moly. He's, All right. So next, next week we can update everybody on, uh, did he break it or not? Cause we won't be able to do it tomorrow. We got to have yeah. that up in the office tomorrow. Cause I kind of want to, want to see what's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. Except like, sorry, Anthony, I won't be watching you at like, 4 a.m. Yeah, I'm gonna get a little sleep. <laughs> For real. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's probably our show today. We went through a lot. Christian back tomorrow. Christian will be back tomorrow. His son, hopefully, is has graduated by the time we finish. <laughs> so, anything else yeah, I want to um, add before we get off? Uh, I got nothing else for you. Congrats to the fifth grade class of 2022. That's right. Let's go get some tacos. <laughs> Yeah, but I got no time. See you all tomorrow. All right, see ya.